It doesn't look very comfortable from up here, does it? Captain Kevin Vaughn, who was only a captain by courtesy, turned and smiled at his sole crew member. Cynthia was a bright young thing, a girl from a diehard marine family who had insisted on becoming a spacer rather than a ground pounder like her father, brothers, or cousins. He had to admire her resistance to peer pressure, even though he privately doubted that she would have survived the slaughterhouse. It chewed up and broke an alarmingly high percentage of young recruits who made it through six months of boot camp. The slaughterhouse isn't meant to be comfortable, he said, feeling his legs itch. It was psychometric, the shrinks had said. He'd lost his legs on an operation that had gone badly wrong and had to have them regrown in a tube. It's meant to push its victims to the limits. He sighed as he gazed out at the planet below. The slaughterhouse was a confused patchwork of environments, each one possessing its own nasty surprises for unwary recruits, the result of a failed terraforming program. By now, keeping its environments as uncomfortable as possible required a full-time crew, who did everything from replace topsoil to introducing nasty critters from right across the empire. The slaughterhouse might break far too many of the recruits, but those who survived were the best damn soldiers in all of history. Everything is in working order, Cynthia assured him. How long do we have to remain here again? Kevin shrugged. The commandant's orders had been clear. Polly was to remain behind in orbit after the evacuation, watching and waiting until something happened. Something had already happened, Kevin had thought rebelliously when he'd been given his orders, but he'd done as he was told. The empty planet below was living history, even if it was a part of history most of the Empire would prefer to forget. Watching it from high orbit was not a particularly unpleasant task. As long as we're ordered to do so, he said patiently. Cynthia was young. She'd learn patience soon enough. Besides, it does give us a chance to run all those checks we never managed to do before the state of emergency was declared. He sighed inwardly. The reports had been all too clear. Earth had been destroyed, her society ripped apart by social conflict, then smashed flat as pieces of debris fell from orbit and struck the surface with terrifying force. Kevin had no particular attachment to Earth. He'd been born on a planet hundreds of light years away, but it was still horrifying. Mother Earth might have been a poisoned, polluted mess, home to literally billions of civilians who did nothing but suck at the government's teat. Yet she was still the homeworld of humanity, the planet that had birthed a hundred thousand colony worlds. To know she was gone was terrifying. Something has been removed from our lives, he thought. He'd heard any number of rumors before the Commandant had ordered the slaughterhouse closed down, with all of the staff and recruits moved to a secure and secret location. And nothing will ever be the same. I could bring you a cup of coffee if you're busy wool gathering, Cynthia said. Or would you like to find something else for me to do? Coffee would be nice, Kevin said. And he broke off as an alarm sounded. Contact, he snapped. Man your station. Cynthia obeyed, scrambling into her chair and bringing the sensor console online. Polly was really nothing more than a handful of passive sensors and stealth systems mounted on a squash drive unit that had been pared down to the bare minimum. Kevin had no illusions about what would happen if they were detected, even by something as small as a gunboat or a corvette. He and his ship would be blown out of space before they knew they were under attack. I have five contacts, all coming out of cloak. Cynthia snapped. They must have realized there's no one here to greet them. Kevin nodded, unsurprised. 
The slaughterhouse was barely defended compared to Earth or Terra Nova. No one in their right mind would consider attacking the slaughterhouse when the reputation of the Marine Corps reached right across the galaxy. But Earth was gone and nothing would ever be quite the same. Who knew what was about to happen now? That wouldn't have been hard, Kevin said. They weren't in the best position for optimal observation, but they were close enough to separate individual targets. It helped that the newcomers weren't even trying to hide. Give me a complete breakdown if you can. Three destroyers, Cynthia said. All Falcon class, I think, but one of them has been heavily modified. The other two are light cruisers, probably Peacock class. They appear to be standard specifications, sir. From a self-defense force, then, Kevin said. That proved nothing. A number of star systems possessed semi-independent self-defense forces. The Grand Senate had regularly considered bills to disarm them, only to run into the threat of outright rebellion. There aren't any peacocks left in the Imperial Navy. Ship spotter, Cynthia accused. On the display, the small flotilla moved into orbit, scanning aggressively. What are they doing here? Good question, Kevin said. I have a feeling we're not going to like the answer. The unknowns, whoever they were, were thorough. It was nearly forty minutes of constant scanning before they decided, apparently, that the planet was abandoned. Kevin wouldn't have taken that for granted, not with a slaughterhouse. He'd seen entire army divisions carefully camouflaged against orbital observation. There were no shortage of places where the Marines could have hidden their personnel if they'd remained on the planet. Planets were big, after all. Spacers had a nasty habit of forgetting just how difficult it could be to move from one place to another. Particularly if there's an enemy force trying to stop you, Kevin thought with grim amusement. It can take days to move from one system to another, but it can take weeks to move a hundred kilometers if the enemy is willing to do whatever it takes to slow you down. Cynthia tapped his shoulder. What are they doing? I don't know, Kevin said shortly. I... An alarm sounded. Missile separation, Cynthia said, swinging her chair back to her console. Multiple missile separations... Sir, they're firing on the planet. Kevin swore. The slaughterhouse was living history. Hundreds of thousands, perhaps millions of Marines had emerged from the slaughterhouse to fight for the Empire. The structures on the surface contained histories and relics the rest of the Empire, even the military, had chosen to forget. And it was part of a tradition he'd embraced with all his heart long ago. To be forced to watch it die. Airburst detonations, Cynthia said. Sir, I don't understand. Radioactive poison, Kevin said. Planet-killing weapons were forbidden full stop. Bombarding a planet was one thing, but actively rendering it uninhabitable. The entire galaxy would rise up in horror. I... He gritted his teeth in bitter frustration as lethal radiation spread through the planet's atmosphere. Within days, there would be nothing left alive on the surface, unless it was very well protected. Even combat suits would be hard-pressed to shield their users against such levels of radiation. It would be years before radiation levels dropped to the point that anything could be recovered from the surface. Then it would need intensive decontamination before it could be touched safely. He sought frantically for options, but found nothing. There was nothing he could do but watch helplessly as the slaughterhouse died.